Sigmund Bermudez read the email again, his fingers twisting a thin piece of nylon rope into an intricate knot. Another displeased Isle of Bermuda casino whale, and they wanted comp status. You need a night off. Sig looked up from the email on his desk. Night's offer for sorry sacks, who don't want to make money. Says my boss, whose casino makes more money than any other in the tri-state area. Kanoa, his bodyguard said, with his arms crossed, armband tattoos peeking out of the sleeves of his plain, black t-shirt. Anyway, I'm not saying it because I believe it. This is a directive from upstairs. Damn. His uncle was the cause of the email in front of him. Since Sig's father passed away, they'd been in a constant struggle for power. The casino belonged to him, not his father's brother, who cared more for living a decadent lifestyle than managing the million-dollar business on the verge of pulling out of the red. He's not the most reliable person to give advice, especially since he offended one of our biggest whales. Sir? Don't go there. You've never called me sir. Don't start now. They'd known each other too long for formalities, serving together in the military while bonding over MREs and cold night patrols. They reserved Sir for high-ranking officers, and he didn't constitute as one. An attempt at respect, because you won't like what I have to say. I may not like it, but don't try to placate me. Spit it out. His fingers continued twisting and looping the ends of the rope through the rings of the emerging design. Kanoa stepped up to the desk and placed both palms flat against the dark cherry wood, the tribal sleeve on his arm, a foreboding reminder that his friend enjoyed pain like Sig enjoyed ropes. You're working too hard, too much, and setting yourself up for failure. Both eyebrows went up. Really? Last time I checked, we were making a profit again. Yes, but your patrons and employees aren't happy with the person running things. I've heard talk you're too uptight and far too quick to alienate yourself from everyone. Speaking of, when did you last play a scene? He straightened up in his chair, tucking the finished rope square into his pocket. None of your business. The last time he'd bothered to indulge his kind of fantasies, sexual or dominant, had been before his father's death. I'm your friend and bodyguard. It's my business. A year. Hell. Kanoa swung away from the desk and marched over to the massive window overlooking the main casino floor. The t-shirt and jeans look made a stark contrast to his own three-piece suit. To remain celibate in a war zone is one thing. Self-induced deprivation is crap when you've got a whole room full of women ripe for the picking. I don't want a woman who's damaged or suffering from an addiction, not to mention most of them wouldn't know what a scene is. His friend scoffed. They're not all like that and a good portion don't know what they are missing. There's not enough time on my schedule to waste trying to find out. The fact remained his particular tastes were hard to satisfy. Most women wanted a man who'd give them safe, vanilla sex with maybe a few rough moments involving pulled hair or driving them against a wall. He wanted more than those basic, simplistic ideas of sensuality. He craved his partner's submission and obedience. And you know how I like my women. I'm not going to find one out there. But what if you could? What the hell are you talking about? If he had a nickel for every time Kanoa spoke in riddles, he wouldn't need to work so hard to save his family's business. How about a bet? If I can find a woman interested in your type of fun, would you agree to a date and whatever else follows without complaint? 
Do you want to lose a bet on me again? His bodyguard was no gambler. No, the man fared better in picking up women or fighting assholes. I've got the winning hand this time. I know the perfect service to find what you're looking for. Don't tell me about it. Just do whatever you're going to do. At least you asked me before you did it. How do you know? Kanoa smiled, leaving the room. Back to work. Sig picked up his phone, ready to make an apologetic call, and crossed his fingers, hoping to keep another whale from diving overboard.